Magic is what happens when you find balance between method and madness, science and art. Welcome to the Magic Maker Podcast, the place where entrepreneurs who want to find magic can access aha moments and simple steps to big dreams. I'm your host, Jay Nicole Smith, but you can call me Nick. Let's get started, shall we? Magic Maker, it is so great to see you again. Welcome back. Ah, if you are listening to this at the time the podcast comes out, then you have your headphones in, walking the dog, or working on your computer, or on the treadmill, or whatever it is that you're doing while you listen to this amazing podcast. And I am probably on a plane flying back from LA to London after an incredible mastermind experience that I am so excited for. I really can't wait to share the insights um, from this amazing group that I'm a part of, and I will tell you more about that in a future episode. But while I am up in the sky enjoying, blissfully enjoying, no internet and being solo I hope that you enjoy this episode that we have for you today, which I know is going to hit home. I have yet to meet anyone who (laughs) uh, is not affected by the topic that we're talking about today. Um, I think we get more confident and it gets easier for us to be resistant to what we're talking about today, but definitely it's ingrained in us that we need proof in order to prove ourselves. And we're going to dive into that today as we explore some ways to get outside of that paradigm. So let's just get straight in there, shall we? And let's make some magic. So today we are talking about proof. And what I want to know is, do you constantly feel like the jury is out on whether or not you are doing enough or making enough, or if you're good enough to be allowed to use your voice, to ask for money, to claim that you're valuable and worthy? Yep. (laughs) Pretty much all of us struggle with this. We're constantly holding our breath and cringing, waiting for someone to find out how flawed we really are and take away everything we care about. I mean, it's not just entrepreneurs either. Pretty much every human suffers from this, what is essentially imposter syndrome. There's this great quote that I read the other day, which is that self-esteem is the ability to see yourself as a flawed individual and still hold yourself in high regard. And that is Esther Perel. And she is a relationship expert. And I think that is such a wonderful way to sum up what we're talking about, that it's okay to both have confidence and not be perfect. But somewhere along the way, we learn that we must be flawless in order to actually like ourselves and to be able to hold up our hand and say, hey, I'm a valid human worthy of air and getting paid. (laughs) It's crazy, right? But here's what I've noticed that it really boils down to, especially when you are an entrepreneur and you're not only putting yourself out there to ask for money, but also when you're spending a lot of time in peer groups where, like it or not, comparison becomes like the name of the game. 
because we are constantly trying to rank ourselves in a hierarchy. We are going to talk about that more next week. (laughs) But all of this really boils down to prove our constant, desperate pursuit of proof that we're making the right decision, proof that we're worth what we charge, proof that we are lovable, proof that we deserve accolades, awards, and recognition, proof. Now, this gets especially tricky for us business owners because we cannot refute the importance of data to inform our products and our pricing and our decision-making and our marketing In business, data is one of the most essential tools we have to improve our results. But this obsession with data, information, and proof has stripped us of one very, very important skill, and that is to trust ourselves. Just like any relationship where trust is gone, it's not a quick process to bring it back. But the first step really is to ask yourself, do you trust yourself? Do I trust myself? Do I trust myself to make the right decisions? And like there is no right or wrong. We'll get into that later. But, but do I trust myself to make the right decisions? Or do I need to ask 100 people? Or do a 1,000 hours of research? Do I trust myself to charge the right prices? Do I trust myself to handle conflict effectively? Do I trust myself to get my to-do list tasks done? The further we get into fear and reliance on proof for our worthiness, because we've been taught that we should only accept things as true when we have data to support them, the farther and farther we get away from being a good leader, an effective decision maker, and a wise investor. Pretty much all the things that make us successful entrepreneurs. Worst of all, if we can't trust ourselves, we probably don't trust other people either. So we get into this cycle of not trusting ourselves, so we seek validation from other people, experts, coaches, partners, friends, parents, whatever, and then not really believing or trusting what any of them suggest or say. So we're back at square one, having done all kinds of mental and emotional gymnastics, but not being any further along. Here's the deal. Data is great. In most areas of your business, it is essential But there are a few areas in your life and business where you will be more effective, not to mention happier and more confident, if you can cultivate a deep sense of trust in yourself, a knowing. Trusting yourself isn't always about getting it right. You're not always going to know the right thing and you will make mistakes. You may regret some things. You may look silly now and then. You may even have some experiences you perceive as colossal failures but they're not. It is all part of the journey. Trusting in yourself is about knowing, not hoping, not fearing, but knowing that regardless of what is ahead, you got this. That you can only take what you know now and just proceed. How, right? (laughs) I know that's the question we're all asking. Great, sounds good, but how? Well, let me be the first to say this is not my area of expertise. I am I am not an expert here. I am simply a student. And this is something I've really studied for myself. And here's what I have learned. The first thing is to be able to tune into your body. Last week, we talked about NIRA, the four-step process. And the first step is notice and name. And that really requires kind of getting inside your body and understanding how you're feeling. 
my friend Amanda brought me this gem and I believe she got it from Martha Beck, but she talks about your body being a compass. And if you simply tune into what your body is telling you when you're contemplating different courses of action, you'll know which one feels right and which one feels off. And like I said last week, you just need to be kind of careful because sometimes excitement and fear masquerade as the same thing. So you just need to watch that one. But as I mentioned last week, you can have, you can notice you have an option and you feel tightness in your stomach, tightness in your chest, your shoulders scrunching, your hands tensing. And that's probably indication that this is not the direction you really want to go versus feeling open, expansive, excited, open in your chest, fluttery in your tummy. And that's the using your body as a compass idea. The second thing you can do is learning to cultivate more sensitivity to the nudges that your intuition or your gut are trying to give you. It's a bit like learning to recognize real hunger versus emotional hunger, if that makes sense. Like knowing when your your body is actually hungry versus when you want to eat because you feel bad. Tuning into the prompts your intuition is trying to give you is a practice. You'll get better at it by practicing by listening and then acting on what you hear instead of avoiding that little voice and pushing through to the sensible thing or the thing that everybody else wants you to do. Number three, the last tip I have for you today when it comes to lessening your reliance on proof of your worthiness is to start to consider the possibility that there is no right and wrong, that there is only left, right, up, down, (laughs) no better path than the other, just different. And that unless you're psychic, you're probably not going to be able to predict the future. So stop trying. Stop wasting so much time and energy trying to be perfect and right and good and just live your damn life. If you trust yourself, this becomes less and less scary because you begin to care less and less what other people think of your choices. And then it's just you who's accountable to the consequences of your actions. And honestly, if you take a step back, which type of person would you rather be? Someone who's paralyzed to move forward because they can't stand the idea of taking a step that might later be discovered to be imperfect? Or someone who gets to their destination so much quicker and happier that they don't ever really look back and wonder which steps were right or wrong. They just keep moving forward. It's a pretty obvious choice, right? Because good, bad, or indifferent, when you look back, you're probably not going to wish you'd done it differently anyway. So who cares? Get moving. (laughs) Okay, magic makers, that is all I have for you today. If you found something useful in this episode, I would love it if you take a screenshot, share it in your Instagram stories, and tag me at Smith. Head over as well to our free Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash magic makers HQ. This is an amazing community where we are talking about all the stuff that happens inside these podcasts and much, much more. And in the meantime, I encourage you to go out and live our magic maker manifesto to do good, be real, find happy and build brands that matter. And I will see you next week as we dive in to the dreaded hierarchy. Lots to discuss. I'll see you then. 